0: Let's talk about my Bronx journey. The city of New York, Boricua from the Bronx. I believe the year was 1982. At the time, I was about five years old, and my youngest sister was about three or so. The youngest sister had not yet come into the world. It would be many years before she joined us. My family relocated to New York City from Puerto Rico. I believe that the reason we left was because the cops were looking for my dad due to some crimes that he had committed. I will not be sharing the details of those crimes here. In any case, we came to New York City and we stayed at my mom's uncle's place in Brooklyn. He was okay with it. We were his family, but his wife, she clearly was not. I mean, I can't remember this woman at all, but my mom told me that we weren't welcomed by her in the house. I mean, realistically speaking, I get it. We were his family, not hers. Also, when I was a kid, I used to pee on the bed. And also, 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 we had a full family of four. So that did not go over very well. I also believe they didn't even know my dad was coming. So it's like... Hey, here's another one. In any case, the woman blamed me for killing her plants. I don't know how. I don't know why. I would guess why is because she wanted me to get the fuck out. But my mom said that it was her cats who did it by peeing on the plants and not me. In any case, really, that was our cue to go. We knew we were not welcome there. And this woman was hellbent on getting us out. And she was trying to make us miserable. Soon thereafter, we moved to my beloved Bronx. A place... That I would grow to love and hate at the same time. Back then, we moved into a neighborhood, Featherbed Lane. It's right off of Jerome and Mount Eden. If you're familiar with the Bronx, you'll understand what I'm talking about. We lived in that apartment until the walls literally caved in and just nearly missed killing us. Oh no, you heard that right. The building across the way, part of it fell, and those rocks massive boulders from that building came into our apartment our living room they fell right into the living room if we were sitting there watching tv we would have been crushed to death like dude what the hell it would have been dope to have instagram back then so that i can show you guys what the hell happened i have a visual of it in my head i see these Two big ass boulders and some smaller ones parked in our freaking living room with the wall completely caved in. After that happened, we spent quite a good deal of time in the shelter system as we searched for a new home. Eventually, we made our way to Walton Avenue in the same general area. It was a couple of blocks over. Literally up the hill from Jerome and Mount Eden. I was still fairly young and I didn't quite experience too much violence that I can remember in that building or block. As far as I remember, the kids in the building were pretty cool with us because we were pretty young kids and we lived there. Also, I do remember that my father had quite a bit of a reputation on the street and people respected and were afraid of him. He was considered dangerous back in those days. My father had a really bad temper and he would not hesitate to put you in your place by any means necessary. After spending quite a few years there, we moved to a new block where we spent a good majority of my youth. The area was in the 169th Street vicinity, also near Walton Avenue. That's the spot where I made my closest and lifelong friends. Many of which I still talk to every day today. That's where we spent most of our childhood, dodging bullets, staying out of gangs, not doing drugs. And at this point is where I did begin to experience a lot more violence in the street. I was just finishing elementary school and heading to junior high school. And that's when things started to get really saucy for me. And by saucy, I mean really fucking bad. Also note that many of the buildings that you would see in that neighborhood today were not there when I lived there. In fact, one of those buildings desecrated my poor hamster's gravesite. I miss her hamster. She was a great cute little hamster. And you know, I read somewhere that hamster's kind of go into a sleep hibernation where it looks like they're dead and they stiffen up, but they're actually not dead. Reading that broke my heart because I really wondered if I buried my hamster and she wasn't actually dead. I Honestly, I don't know. And to this day, it breaks my heart to even possibly think that. Ever since I discovered that, it's been like gnawing in the back of my head and tormenting me that hamsters go into hibernation. Did you know that? So, if you have a hamster, wait a while before you bury them if you think they're dead, because they could just be hibernating. Apparently, they do that when it's cold. Although, in my defense, when I buried her, it was summer and we didn't have air conditioners back then. So, maybe she did die. I don't know, but I digress. See, now I'm getting sad. Next, we moved near the 161st Street area. And we stayed there for a few years, not very long. But I don't remember people on that block really messing with me. I was cool with most of the people. And though we did have quite a large gang presence in the area, those guys never really troubled me. Not on that block. When they had their really big member meetings in the back of our building, I'd just stay home and I'd stay away from the windows so they wouldn't think I'm snooping. My view was right into the area where all of them were. And we're talking about hundreds of guys back there. It was unbelievable to see that many gang members together in one area having a meeting. Now, there is a school across the street from my building. That was not there back then. It was actually a bodega and a laundromat. And now it's like this nice school building. Finally, we moved to our most recent and last place in the Bronx. That one was just off of the Grand Concourse in the 167th Street area. In that block, I never really had any real beef with anyone. No one messed with me. The people left me alone. Though, at one point, I did see someone getting shot in front of the building while swinging a milk crate at the person who was trying to shoot them. I was on my way for my morning run. But on that day, I stayed in a little bit longer, waiting for the bullets to stop flying. Years later, in the same area, a 12-year-old boy would be killed steps away. It was a horrible tragedy and it was all over the news. From there, I got married and moved out on my own. For some time, my ex and I lived in our old block. We took over her parents' apartment as the rent was significantly cheaper for us. This was the same block that I lived at before in the 169th Street area, my old block. Later, we lived by 183rd Street and the Grand Concourse, and we also spent a very brief period in Valentine Avenue. We left that place pretty fast because someone broke in within days of moving in. We had cracked addicted neighbors there and that was really bad business. Actually, though I did spend time there, I think that my ex and I were technically separated by that point. So it wasn't really my apartment. I can't quite remember. It's all a blur these days. After that, I spent some time in Brooklyn again. Then I moved to Queens and... These days, I am permanently living in Queens. I've now settled here. I bought a place with my wife, and it is my home now, even though I will always maintain that I am from the Bronx. That, ladies and gentlemen, was a brief peek into my life journey through the Bronx. You are listening to the NYC Talking Podcast, www.nyctalking.com. Please like NYC Talking on Facebook. Please follow Angel R. Talk on Twitter and Instagram. We are NYC Talking, the realest lifestyle blog ever. Thanks for listening.